0: Welcome to Coffee and Rambles. We're your gal pals, K and E. Hi, E. Hi, Kay. How are you today? Oh, you know, it's, it's been a week slash month.
1: Good, good. good. It, yeah. Yeah. Things, um, things are pretty much the same here, but not for you. You've got lots of exciting oh, got, things going on.
0: Yeah, we, we're like packing up the house. We're officially moving. We're moving across provinces.
1: Woo, woo, super exciting, scary, Scary, but exciting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've been at this house 16 years, so. Yeah, and
1: and in the same city most of our lives, so.
0: Honestly, I only left here to go to school. (laughs) (laughs) And I left here for an even more boring town, so, I mean. I honestly don't know why everyone wants to move here either. Just like, there's nothing here. It's so boring. Why do you like it so much? I think,
1: but the funny thing is, probably where you are moving, they would say the same thing. They're probably like, why in the world would you move here? It's so boring.
0: They're probably right, because like, I'm leaving. So our town's about 200,000, or city, Mm I should say, is about 200,000, and where we're tentatively moving. It is a population of 9,000 people. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. So like you're going to be in one of
0: those towns. <laughs> I am. I'm going to be in a town where everyone's most likely related to each other and knows each other. So mm. that's where we're at.
1: It'll be fun. It'll be a new experience, a different pace of life.
0: Honestly, I am just excited for a slower pace. I'm excited just to breathe again because 200,000 is too many people.
1: <laughs> hmm it is. It really is. Like, I get so angry everywhere already. And we're not even, like, city-city, so. I know. Like, that's but nothing.
0: The, but the problem is, is all the city-city people are moving this way, and they're bringing their
1: terrible driving and them being mean. And it's like, I'm, you know what? I'm I don't... pretty sure our last – did we have a rant on our last podcast about the city people? I feel like we may have. I mean, I'm pretty sure. And for, <laughs> these
0: poor city people that might be listening must think we hate them, which, like, no. we kind of do.
1: But like, eh. only if you're mean. <laughs> yeah, see, th- probably the majority of city people actually are under the radar. You are the normal ones. It's, it's yeah. the rest of the people who are just very loud and eh. <laughs> it's, it's what we call the vocal minority of city <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Where they just the give you, you all... You're cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they give you all a bad rap i mean you go to the city because it's a cool place to go like let's be real it's got everything there that you could possibly want good that's why food, you're there good
1: fun things to do yeah you're yeah. cool and hip and way cooler than
0: i will ever be and me hope you to aspire to be so don't don't take me being like ah oh, city people as like this like huge negative thing because let's be real i'm like a town hick you know in comparison yeah,
1: me too my, like my idea of a fun time in the city is like going to the museum and maybe getting like a hot dog or something <laughs> like that's the kind of person I am
0: yeah I always drag yeah. Dan to go to uh to the museum and yeah, he, right? he loves me
1: for it he truly haven't does been so long but I yeah I probably won't now if, if I end up moving out your way as well. So that's kind yeah, of sad. I, but maybe. Maybe when... No. Well, it's the disease. So probably never again. <laughs> yeah. I go to the
0: ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum, for those who don't know. I go there about three times a year. And I have not been there for like almost two years now, thanks to COVID. So... I just want COVID to know that I hate it. It sucks, and I really want to go to the ROM.
1: You must be really sad. See, I haven't been there since we went in high school all together in that group. So how old were we? Like sixteen, maybe. Wow.
0: Maybe.
1: So it's been a very long time, but it's in my heart.
0: I go all the time. To- like I can, like sometimes the guided tours will come by, and I will start reciting their little like spiel oh like, about how much I love the
1: ROM. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm super jealous. I should have went, went with you. Like, I know I said I was going to, and then it just never happened, and I'm so upset about that now.
0: You've missed some great exhibits, uh. too. Like, the last one I went to was with my mom, because my mom and I went down, and they had, um like, a Treasures from India or something exhibit. It was mm-hmm. from India, Treasures, but I can't remember exactly what the exhibit was called. The most amazing things I have ever seen, like, The jewels, the clothing. Oh, yeah. Well, it's so
1: intricate, right? Like Indian stuff is amazing.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Haven't, like, I would love to go and see that exhibit again. Unfortunately, it's already packed up in a way. But, like, if it ever pops up somewhere else, I will definitely be making my way towards it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think the last thing I saw then was probably, I think we saw Marie Antoinette's dress, like, I remember I remember running around trying to find it, like, frantically, because yes. we didn't have much time, and I'm surprised, like, security didn't stop us. And she was so
0: <laughs> small, too, like, when yeah, we actually like, got to see it. So
1: tiny, and like, we're like, wait, that's it? But it was actually very pretty, but it was just because it, it's so small.
0: It was also, like, it was definitely not one of her elaborate dresses. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I mean, you would look at it and you would think, oh, I, I, I am, I am obese. Like, like she was child size. Like that's the size of it.
1: Yeah. Do you remember too, like when we tried to get out, out of the museum and we went the wrong way? (laughs) You were with us, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And, uh, I can, all I can remember is we're going out the wrong entrance and then all of a sudden these guys in suits show up (laughs) and everybody freezes. And they're freaking out. And I'm like, uh, we're just trying to go get a hot dog. We don't know which way to go. Like, I, I had to be the one. Me. Like, super quiet me.
0: The one who's scared of everything.
1: Everything. <laughs> like, you have no idea. Like, that's probably stories for another time. But, yeah, I, I was the one who saved us and got us out of trouble there. And then they brought us through all, like, the secret halls. I just remember nice. them smiling, and they probably thought we were cute or something. I don't Let's know. hope.
0: <laughs> or just dumb,
1: but you know? Yeah, well, like, and dumb, but, I mean, they could have taken us up the stairs, but then they took us through that hallway with, like, all the... It was, like, the staff hallway that they led us through, so it was kind of, like, a nice thing for them to do. neat. Yeah, it was, like, I, I barely thing. remember this, because, like... Yeah, I remember it more probably because I was so terrified. <laughs> It was, like, the worst thing that could ever happen to me in my life back then was getting in trouble. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, So I think, like,
0: I think my, the only memory I have really of people in suits, they weren't actually in suits, they were in trench coats, and that was at the Science Museum. Mm. This was back when um, my friend Rachel, who you know, Mm -hmm. um, she was talking to this guy online, and, okay, little context, we were on Vampire Freaks back in the day, which was just, like, this really... It's a goth site, but, like, you know, we're, like, edgy little teenagers, so we had to be on this site, okay? Mm-hmm. And she was talking to this guy, who was way too old to be talking to us, because we were, like, 15, 16, okay? Right, And yeah. he's, like, he's got to be in his 30s. Like, so it's automatically creepy. But, you mm-hmm. know, we're teenagers. We know what's best for us. Mm. Um. So, anyway, he claimed to be a 300-year-old vampire. Oh my God. And you guys went. You guys so so we were already planning to go to the science center. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And he's like, so I guess Rachel mentioned it to him. I don't know why, but she mentioned it to him, which like upset me because like once I found out was when we were in the car going there first. Oh yeah. So
1: yeah, this is not your fault. Then (laughs) no, I didn't even know
0: she had told this creepy guy who I actually started kind of finding creepy. Cause like mm-hmm. he was chatting with me and he was talking about how he's a vampire and he wanted to eat me. And I was like, uh, Ugh. right. It didn't go further than that. Cause like I, you know me, I shut stuff down right away. Right. Oh Yeah. But yeah, We were pretty even smart, back then.
1: Actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When people try to role play and stuff, I'm like, no, like the, I'm not about that life. Okay? Right. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> like you cannot force me into your role play. Right. Anyway. <laughs> um, So I don't find out until we're actually in the car ride down, but she had told him we were going to be there and he said oh i'll be the guy in the trench coat so so i'm like oh my god oh my god this (laughs) entire time we get there and the science center was having a mystery like secret exhibit
1: (laughs) wait was everybody wearing
0: trench coats yes (laughs) (laughs) so all the staff was in sunglasses trench coats and fedoras which is right up the size stuff. So everywhere we went, there was someone in a trench coat, and we like run the opposite. So direction. like
1: every exhibit you're in, you're thinking, "Oh my gosh, there's the serial killer!" Like is it like they're all like all the staff looked like they were
0: like to me they looked old. They probably right weren't. yeah they all looked old to me. Okay, <laughs> they all had potential to be a three hundred year old vampire, guys. So. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my fun uh, city story. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I'm glad if I was there, I don't even know what I would have done. I would have been freaking out, like, so much, probably. It, it was so. the one time that I remember running, like, away. <laughs> oh no. in, I feel like, like, a like a there is danger at every corner. There really was, though. Like, all the <laughs> staff. Like, there's so many staff <laughs> Okay, the fun part is to think about this 300-year-old vampire, but probably serial killer who was stalking you guys. He gets to the science center and everybody's wearing trench coats. So he probably (laughs) just gave up, like, as soon as he got there, because, like... Like how are you gonna find him anyways? <laughs>
0: or maybe he was trolling. Like he maybe, maybe he, he was knew. Trolling.
1: Maybe he never. Maybe, was. maybe yeah, he knew because right.
0: he was from Toronto.
1: <laughs> this is the city we're talking about, guys. <laughs>
0: right. Um. So maybe he knew that was a event going on. He was like, I'm gonna troll these like stupid kids.
1: <laughs> well, they like. I mean, the internet was different back then, right? It was a wild west of tons of trolling and danger. <laughs> so honestly,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna assume he was. I don't think he was, but I'm gonna for the for the. For the sake of my ability to sleep tonight i'm gonna pretend right. that he was yeah.
1: <laughs> but you could have been very lucky and uh, yeah i don't know We've yeah i honestly whole- think we
0: lucked out, out. <laughs> um this is why you teach your kids stranger danger guys and like
1: it did work because like i remember a number of times online people starting to ask questions and stuff and you knew you knew they were like weirdos yeah they were and... like fishing for information yeah, fishing. about you and and you might or is your, like, name or something. But as soon as the address came up, you're like, nope, I'm out of here. It was usually on kids' sites, too. Like,
0: yeah. like I played
1: I played Mara Pets, not Neopets. I played, like, the knockoff version, and there was a lot of that on there, which was The scary. hungry, hungry frogs of Neopets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, I was going to bring it back to what are you drinking, and then I realized that I completely forgot.
0: Like we don't, I, I, we're, our, our I podcast have, is Coffee and Rambles and this is like, yep, this is what the second time we haven't actually, had and we actually
1: haven't done it. So that may be a thing. I am drinking a, a, a peach pear LaCroix right now. That's the closest thing I have to me. Ooh. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, not well, coffee. I don't, have,
0: I don't have coffee. I'm not going to lie. Um, Cause it's too late in the day for me to be drinking coffee. I'm sorry. We record when I work. It's horrible. <laughs> I have to get up early, um, but I do have a um, Starbucks mango dragon fruit um, drink. It's the dragon mm-hmm. drink, so it's with the coconut milk. So that good. sounds
1: good. I should really so try that one of these days. It's quite I never nice. really branch out on things. I mean,
0: if you want something super sweet, you get the strawberry coconut or the mm-hmm. pinkity drinkity. Right. If you want uh, something a little less sweet, but still sweet, you get the mango. And Mm -hmm. if you
1: want something even less sweet,
0: you get the uh, violet drink, which is Okay, well, that's good to know
1: because, like, I'm trying to cut down my sugar these days. So, I mean, they're they're all sweet
0: drinks, but, like, it's it's the flavor profile, is what I'm talking (laughs)
1: about. Oh, okay. So, (laughs) so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, to ruin this for
0: everyone, all the refreshers are made out of, like, grape juice and, like, apple juice. So, surprise.
1: Of course they are. That's okay yeah, though. They taste they taste pretty good. I like them. Although one time I got a refresher, like the very first time when they first came out years ago, I remember like the, I remember like shaking. I guess from the caffeine. I don't know. You know,
0: really, really weird. Is not reaction. even as high as like the regular Starbucks coffee? So
1: maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was an allergy or something. I'm not sure. I haven't had one since, but that was the green one. So I think I could maybe. Oh, have, cool like... lime. Mm-hmm. That one was like. It was really good, but I like I felt weird. It was almost I. like cool lime. It was almost like being tipsy, but like not because it's obviously not alcohol so like i've never i've never felt that way again so i don't know maybe it was an allergic reaction but i yeah, lived maybe so it was, it's
0: okay <laughs> maybe it was an allergy i don't know i miss the cool line it, it was so iconic. weird it's now dead it doesn't exist at starbucks anymore so don't ask for it no I'm kidding
1: all right all right we <laughs> should, should probably get on topic <laughs> <laughs> we should probably get on topic now since we oh yeah rambled we've been, for uh, a good 10 minutes at least <laughs> yeah i'm sorry guys i got
0: a little sidetracked with all my little stories, stories there though. <laughs> um so this episode's a little different from our last because like we like to keep things different
1: yeah um, we've got like lots of different ideas and stuff so yeah
0: and we kind of want to play around with it so this week we decided to record kind of a book club-esque episode except where we, about...
1: we didn't read the same book yes i was getting to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just i wanted to be the one to land it I know you just stole it from me I'm sorry I'm sorry it's fine <laughs> so <mean. laughs> I need all the attention apparently
0: yeah um, what is this I don't I know because I'm not like
1: this in real life just saying.
0: <laughs> see I I'm I'm like the firstborn so like all the pressure was put on me but all the attention went to the second born like or the youngest yeah.
1: Yeah, so and you're the and I'm, yeah. Like, you're used Maybe to it. Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm like I'm like I need it. I need it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. you're used to it. <laughs> I can't Go ahead. It. You take it. You take it. No, no, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Um so what book did you read? So, I read a book uh called Running Out of Time by Margaret Peterson Haddix. Ooh. And it is actually a kid's book. I was going to say young adult, but I have since found out that it's aged 8 to 12. <laughs> um, I love it. Which surprises there's me. There's no shame, guys. No, yeah, which surprises me because of, like, it's not, the con. there's nothing bad in the content, but just, like, what it's about. Kind of, like, I thought it was more like a teen novel. Um, and it was, yeah, it was written in 1995.
0: Wow. And, and if you want... Just pre Harry Potter publishing, pre Harry
1: Potter, um, definitely in that era of, um, like once I read this, the back, I'm gonna read the blurb for you. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna know exactly like kind of like the era of books that it's in. But I want you while I read it, I want you to think about exactly what you think it sounds like, (laughs) because it's gonna. I'm sure you're gonna get it because this is why I bought it. Okay, so it starts with. Just like the top says, run for your life. Okay, And it says, Uh, Jessie lives with her family in the frontier village of Clifton, Indiana. When diphtheria strikes the village and the children of Clifton start dying, Jessie's mother sends her on a dangerous mission to bring back health. But beyond the walls of Clifton, Jessie discovers a world even more alien and threatening than she could have imagined and soon finds her own life in jeopardy. Can she help get help before the children of Clif- Clifton and Jessie herself run out of time? That's the back of the book. What comes to the mind? The Village. The Village! <laughs> so let's remind you that this was written in 1995 and The Village came out in 2004. <laughs> Um,
0: for those who don't know, The Village is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his
1: name? I They got it. Richard if asked. you don't, I understand. But uh, most people, at least our age, should know The Village. Yeah, it's it was
0: supposed to be this big twist where the blind girl leaves her like Amish society, and it turns mm-hmm. out that they're just living in Amish society. Society's still like doing its own thing. So like it. Like our society exists, even though it's presented initially that it doesn't. It's presented like they're living in old timey times. Mm-hmm.
1: So, now, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that he stole it <laughs> because like ideas are. <laughs> I, I mean, he might have. Ideas are a dime a dozen. To be fair, yes, um, they... and there there are some differences, but it's just like what? Eh. <laughs> it also it just makes me think of like oh they had all like
0: they got. What was the disease outbreak that happened? Dip uh diphtheria. Is there like a vaccine for that now? I'm curious.
1: Uh I am not sure. That's not something I actually looked up. Although uh they do mention that it's very easily treated though. Like because I think it might be antibiotics. I probably should have researched this. I didn't think about it. Um <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sorry. but
1: she mentions in the book, um, in that in the town that sometimes the doctor like the doctor will do his normal like 1843. That's the year it's supposed to be. Uh, okay. Doctoring, but then he'll also hand these pills to people, but nobody talks about it. Like nobody, like talks about what these pills are. And then eventually, the pills just stop. Like they stop uh. getting them. Uh, so like that's like one of the hints. Even though you kind of know going in, like what's going on, um, like that. There. And what some was the book title again? It's called Running Out of Time. And this author, apparently this author has written, like, a million books. So I think she was a really big author at the time. Like, there's, certain, there's a series called uh, Shadow Children and the Missing or something that's, like, thrillers for kids. I love so it. So she wrote that would have been right up my
0: alley if Harry right? Potter didn't just come in, you know?
1: Yeah, like, we, I think both of us probably would have read this if we would have found it. <laughs> yeah, we like, kids. I mean, we were obsessed with, what, um, Gordon Corman. Mm-hmm. son of the mob i'm still obsessed with gordon corman although i haven't read anything in a while i think the last one i read was like a kid's book by him like most recent but he's amazing
0: i love him like i loved his books i used to take them out constantly at the school library. So
1: he's such a like inspiration for even my own work when i write and stuff i think son of the mob had such a huge impact i love that book so much it's such a good book uh... <laughs> Yeah, so there's a recommendation for anybody who wants like a really silly teen book, *Son of the Mob* by Gordon Corbin. is really yeah, good. it's great. There's also a sequel, which is yes, also really is. good, *Son it's of the good. Mob* too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he didn't didn't bother coming up with like an actual name. I don't but think it's, there, there might, might a be movie. a
0: movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's
0: in film school in the second. So one, it works. But it's funny. Yeah, it works. It works. It works. Yes, it works. It. We're just gonna say it works.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, your book sounds kind of fun.
1: Yeah, so if you want to intro your book, and then we can do other stuff after.
0: All right. So for my book, I've got it right in here in front of me. Um, Mm -hmm. I read The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, a novel by Grady Hendrix. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the blurb is great. Um, It says, in every book we read, no one ever thought anything bad was happening until it was too late. And then it goes, Trisha Campbell's life has never felt smaller. Her husband is a workaholic. Her teenage kids have their own lives. Her senile mother-in-law needs constant care. And she's always a step behind on her endless to-do lists. The only thing keeping her sane is her book club, a close-knit group of Charleston women united by their love of true crime. At these meetings, they're as likely to talk about the Manson family as they are about their own families. One evening, after book club, Patricia is viciously attacked by an elderly neighbor, bringing the neighbor's handsome nephew, James Harris, into her life. James is well-traveled and well-read, and he makes Patricia feel things she hasn't felt in years. But when children on the other side of town go missing, their deaths written off by local police, Patricia has a reason to believe James Harris is more of a Bundy than a Brad Pitt. The real problem? James is a monster of a different kind, and Patricia has already invited him in. Little by little, James will insinuate himself into church's life and try to take everything she took for granted, including the book club. But she won't surrender without a fight in this blood-soaked tale of neighborly kindness gone wrong.
1: That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a connection. Dying children. Look, we didn't even plan that.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Look at us. Look at us go.
1: Um,
0: so I read his other book, uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which I also mm-hmm. thought of actually doing that one instead of this one. But um I didn't, so I'm not gonna spoil my best friend's exorcism. All I'm gonna say is if you like horror, you don't mind a little creepy gore and creep out scenes, read it. It is so good.
1: Sounds like it's like fun too. It is
0: fun in some of the most absurd ways. But it's like
1: That's what I love. Like I love books that are just just off the wall. Like, but in, like, in whatever genre they're in, right? I think it's missing from a lot of stuff (laughs) these days. (laughs) Yeah, my best friend's exorcism
0: was great. Um, I especially love the friendship between the two characters, even though, like, part of the book plot is that they are not friends for a big chunk of it because of what happens to the one friend. Spoiler, she has a demon inside her. (laughs) (laughs) Um but it is it is fun. So I definitely recommend giving it a whirl. It doesn't take long to read either. I think I read it in one sitting. Um, but Very this cool. book by the same author, The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say. Um, but I'm going to let you talk about your book first. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. So um, I guess I should kind of dive into what happens in it. To, All right, so, so from here, here on out. out this is spoilers.
0: Spoilers.
1: Yeah. 100% spoilers. spoilers. So if okay. you're interested in these books, go read them. And yes, and stop back. the
0: podcast and then come back after to hear our yeah. thoughts.
1: And if not, just keep listening.
0: <laughs> Yay. Listen.
1: Okay, All right, so plot wise, so it's a little interesting. Jessie is basically like your average thirteen year old girl. Um, especially like for a nineties character, you know, she doesn't she doesn't really like her world very much. Like the teachers are mean and um I don't know, you know, nineties kids. <laughs> right? Anyone rad and cool? Yeah, well, see, so there really isn't, you don't get to know too much. So it basically opens with, in the middle of the night with her mother, and her mom asks her for her help, and they sneak out of the house in the middle of the night, and they go to this kid's house, this other person's house in the little village, and of course the kid is sick, they've got diphtheria, Um, but Jessie doesn't know that. And when they leave, they have to put, like, a thing on the door, (laughs) like a, you know, pandemic sick people here kind of notice and it she's not like the first kid. This is like the 5th or 6th kid in the school that is like super super ill. Uh so the next day her sister falls ill too. And then that's when the story starts because her mother is is actually like a nurse in the real world. <laughs> and she knows like that the kids could be saved, but she can't like leave because I don't know they're they're not allowed to leave this place we learn more about this later but they're not allowed to leave and Jessie can leave because she's got some she's got some old 80s clothes that she can wear and she can she needs to go get help from some guy they knew before they came to this little town basically um so it's a really interesting concept so this is where we get into the village and um In the parallels between the movie and the book, but why I like the book's idea better, not necessarily the book in general. I think the movie's a little, like the actual movie that's unrelated is probably a little more fun. Uh, But this is a kid's book, so there's not the same level of violence and everything. But like the the concept is so cool. So what this place is, I'm just going to tell you now, because there's not a lot to the book, uh, is basically colonial Williamsburg but if people lived in it and didn't know they lived in the town it's a it's a attraction so like people are 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 coming tourists are coming to see kids and families living a life of the 1843s and as accurate as possible. And then like, there's like school tours and everything. And I just, I feel like that's such a cool concept.
0: (laughs) Truman Show.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very, it is kind of Truman Show-esque because because the kids don't know. So the adults all know uh, because they they chose to live there. Do Mm -hmm? they ever
0: see these tour groups or
1: no? No. So like the first part of the book before Jesse gets her miss- mission and leaves, you get these little clues. So there's like, um, there's like a weird box in the tree in the town center. And when she climbed up, up on it, she gets like in huge trouble because she wants to see, she notices it and wants to see what it is. Um, and she gets in a lot of trouble and beaten or whatever because it's old timey and that's what they did. And so she never goes near it again. There's also these mirrors everywhere. Like there's mirror they're They're like two way or the one way mirror things where you can see through. So like the tourists can look through them. So there's one in like the schoolhouse and there's one in her father is a blacksmith. Her Her father has one in his blacksmith place. And then also there's like banned words. So like, okay is a bad word in her universe. And, and she doesn't understand why. <laughs> Like that would be a bad word, but it's a swear word, but it's because it's a banned word from the like real world. Like it it doesn't have a place in that time period. So they never actually see the tourists. They think, they literally think the year is 1843. Like the kids are taught as if the president is the president of that time period. They're only taught history up to that point. In fact, it's a little weird because slavery is still a thing, according to it. Now they have people in the town that are for it and against it, almost like real life. But it, like, the concept to me is interesting because you think about the people who would want to move somewhere like this, and you think of like there are going to be some people who are like racist and just want to live in a white world cuz it is completely white like they make that very clear as well. It's it's weird. I mean, There's I'm like glad some...
0: that, I'm glad that they don't have slaves. That's No, good. they
1: don't. They don't have slaves. Um they and they do talk about slavery kind of being bad, but there are people in the town who who don't. Like it's weird. It, oh it just touches on it. It touches on it cuz it's a kids novel. And I think that the author probably wanted to show that the people who chose this life weren't necessarily stable. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God.
1: "Mm hmm And it's more alluded to. But she doesn't have any, like, her parents are not like that. Uh, She has no, like, if anything, it's ignorant racism, right? Because she actually does meet some kids. Like, when she escapes and she gets into the tour guide, she meets a, a little girl. And uh, she's like, oh my gosh, wow, I, I guess they're free now. I don't know. Oh, wait, right. It's 1995. It's not 1843, and they are free. So, like, like it's interesting, like, the mind shift that she has. Like, she constantly has to remind herself that she's in the future, or but it's the present. It's, it's interesting. Oh my goodness. It's, so, anyways, I really like the concept of that. Like, I don't know. I think it's way cooler than the village where it's just, like, a bunch of weirdos who are, you're like, let's just... Let's just go be a cult in the forest and we'll scare the children into staying. Versus, like, weirdos who are on the, on the Truman, Truman Show. <laughs> w- willingly. Like, come on, what's better?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Because, like, part of me is, like, I can believe that the village could actually happen. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. It's more realistic. Because I definitely feel like, I mean, someone would definitely break into this, like, compound where people are watching. At some point, realistically. That's true.
1: I never But if it's like
0: the secluded little cult, you know, because like there would be true. so many, there'd be so many ethics questions realistically about raising kids, believing that they're like way back when,
1: when yeah. it's for well, live
0: viewing. Like if you can uh, view it live, apparently, there'd be a li- lot of questions.
1: A little bit later in the story, we find out that, um, that they're supposed to tell the kids when they're 13. But somewhere that stops. And I think it's because they they actually can't get out. Like, they're supposed to be able to leave whenever they want um, and, like, get medicine and everything. But all of a sudden, like, the guards that are there to sort of, like, protect the place start to, like, enforce it and keep it like a prison. So I think like they... Like a
0: dystopian.
1: Th- yeah. So I'm thinking, like, they probably thought, well, maybe we shouldn't tell the kids because we don't know what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Weird. And also, there's a level of delusion there. Like, her dad, her mom never really wanted to go there. Her dad was the one who wanted to have a simpler life. And he, I think he was, like, a blacksmith for fun. And then, like, he's, like, I can make money there. Like, we like we don't have to worry about money. We can just, like, live there. But he I want to live a it. simple life, like, going back to 1843. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's exactly. all
0: these there's
1: But there wasn't so, supposed all, like, to be. Jesus <laughs> can kill my kids. And we, like have a million children and, like, beat them all the time. Although there's not a lot of beating in it. I'm just, it just alludes to it. Like, that it's all,
0: like, I don't know. <laughs> I want to go back to a time where there was abhorrent
1: so racism who is, and slavery. Who is the real villain in this, though, right? Simpler like, times, guys. I think probably the dad, but probably also the mom who's like,
0: sure, honey, let's do that. That sounds
1: great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the suspension of disbelief. This is why it's a kids' book, guys. Yeah. Like, so,
1: you okay. Can do, so I'll get yeah. more. I'll get more into the plot. Um, there, it it really isn't very complicated. It's much more like a thriller, right? So it's very fast moving. She escapes the compound. Yeah. Um, not a lot of world building, I'm guessing. N- no, it's not very long. It's like 200 pages. Okay. <laughs> like it's, okay. It's sure a lot of this I'm reading into it. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
0: so. We're both reading into this.
1: So basically she gets out of the compound and then she's fished out of water, right? Like she, she doesn't know what's going on. Like there's, there's a close call. She gets in like a food van, like food delivery van. Like somehow she kind of escapes the area um, and then like jumps out the back of it and then finds a stream and she's going to drink the water. And and, and there's literally a fat environmentalist. This is what she calls him. (laughs) He's a fat environmentalist comes up and he's like no 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 don't re- drink the water like you're you're going to die from drinking the water because like in her world the streams are clean because they're not they're either not real or they're regulated or something right um but out there it's all like polluted and stuff cuz cuz i think it's actually i don't even remember where it is it's near a city it's like near chicago or something i don't know it's near like a big city so it's like super polluted so mm-hmm. she doesn't drink the water and that's important for later Oh my god. Um, and then, so she, her goal is, she has some money, she has to call this guy that they knew, right? So she's on the road, and then some random teenager stop and harass her, because I don't know. I really, I don't know. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense, actually, because she's dressed like a normal person, so it's not like, whatever. They're like, we'll help you, but then they're, like, dangerous, so then, I don't know. She doesn't trust She's not in a red
0: cloak, is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: exactly. It doesn't quite make sense, but she runs away, she gets to, like, A place and tries pop for the first time and it's like oh yay pop oh my Um, god it's so good and because she does she's afraid of the water bad
0: for you she
1: yeah she's afraid of the water even though it's bottled because she doesn't understand she just thinks water is bad now apparently oh my god it's been been a while since I read this I'm just (laughs) going (laughs) I'm just going off there's more to it um and then she finally gets to the payphone she calls the guy the guy. Uh, picks up the phone after like I think the second try because the first time it doesn't work. And they she picks up he picks up the phone and he comes and gets her. And she he's like this old he's like this old friend of the family. And and she's actually old. Is no, he like an old man. No, he's um. like her parents' age I think, but she doesn't know how old he's supposed to be. He she just knows that this is the guy she's supposed to call. Um, let's see, I, I gotta go through my notes. I know it was. It was Mr. a dumb Neely. question on
0: my part. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay, <laughs> Mr. Neely. Well, it could have been relevant, but this book isn't that deep. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I'm um, <laughs> sorry. So Mr.
1: Neely pulls up in a brand new Cadillac, but she doesn't know what a Cadillac is. But I don't know. It's it's third person, so it's okay. Yeah. Okay, um, that's fair. Um, I guess, I guess you'd have to, because they'd be like, "What is this horse on wheel?" <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. So she did well choosing third person here. So yeah. so she gets in this car, like, very suspect, and the guy's like, it's okay, I'll help you, well, whatever. And then he sends her to bed with, like, a glass of water. And she's distrustful of water, <laughs> right? As you be. <laughs> right? And, and then she overhears a conversation on the phone. And this guy is actually not Mr. Neely. He's from, like... He's one of the scientist people from the compound because they knew a kid got out because they have cameras everywhere, but they couldn't find her. So like they had said, I don't, don't ask me how they knew that they were going to Mr. Neely. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mr. Neely's dead. I'm not sure why he still has an apartment. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe this
0: is just like, they have like, I don't know. It's 1995. So like, I mean, I'm sure they have bugs. Yeah. But to be would have bugs.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's bugs. Maybe they bugged Mr. Neely's phone. Maybe they killed him. I don't But actually... where are they getting this budget from? That's my question. I don't know. There's like a rich guy who owns the place, but I don't remember if that's important. I'll have to <laughs> read but like, notes. I don't think it is. <laughs> but like, what? What? Why?
0: Just why? So no, no, her don't mom. This.
1: I don't need the answer okay. to this. So this her mom horrible. tells her... Her mom's tells her early on like what Cause she asked, she's a curious kid like she's pretty smart she's a good character i think like she's not i don't know she's a pretty smart character so her mom has to- told her in the beginning that what Neel- mr neely would do would be call the authorities and do a like a news thing so so while she's in the bedroom and she knows this guy is a bad guy she like sneaks out the window <laughs> Right, and uh, good thing she, thinks... she didn't drink that water. Good thing she didn't drink that water because water is poison. <laughs> so thank God for the pollutionists, I the environmentalist savior, <laughs> well, the fat environmentalist sa- savior of the story. Their words are not hero. mine. <laughs> um. So she like jumps out the window, and then she thinks, "What am I gonna do?" Because like. Like, and and it's in that conversation that you kind of figure out what's been happening too, because basically what they were trying to do is, and I don't really understand this, but their plan was to keep a pod of people trapped forever, (laughs) separate from the general population. And, and, and then weed out the, weed out the weak ones. So like the children, uh, it's just, out the children the weak children and then like over generations get like a stronger people that like are resilient to disease or something i don't understand because they're just gonna kill them all i don't really understand it (laughs) but it had something to do with that like some sort of experiment like they're gonna be super strong people resilient against all pandemics like it t- i was I was surprised when it tied into a pandemic. I'm like, wow, well, this is timely, but dumb, but so, so dumb because it doesn't really make sense. But anyways, they were purposely killing the children, essentially. um, mm-hmm. they introduced the diphtheria ah and and I think they were doing studies and stuff too, but anyways, of course they are so it's like you learn, tech. yeah, so you learn some of that on when she's when that phone thing is over. but anyway, she gets away. she. Uh, goes to like the town hall. I don't know how she finds it. I can't remember. But she like gets to a town hall and she calls a press. Like with what money she has left, she calls all the newspapers because there's yellow pages back then, so she can just find like the newspapers. And because her mom said something about news, news, so she makes the connection. And then they come to talk to her, and she tries to tell them her story, and they're like, "You're just a crazy kid, dude. You're wasting our time." And then she faints. And you're like, "What?" And why does she faint? Because she also had diphtheria, and it was just, like, later. So <gasps> so her diphtheria confirms her story, and then they investigate and then, like, raid the whole place and free all the people. And the one thing I really, really appreciate from this book, like, that I love so much, is that they didn't give the kids back to the parents. Not for—I mean, they do eventually, but it's, like, six months or something, because they have to— See if the parents are fit to have their children.
0: They made parents go to parenting courses and do intensive therapy. Essentially.
1: (laughs) So, I don't know. I just really liked that because normally a kid's book would be like, oh, mom, yay, mom's back and I'm happy and stuff. And it's like, nope, nope, your parents made a bad decision. Everyone needs therapy. And, And it also makes me think, though, like, so this place is open, right, this whole time and oh my nobody does any like they don't say they're bad parents then but as soon as as soon as everything hits the fan then here comes the government like nope this is a bad idea my kids died so we're gonna do something about it now like so... that's, that's that's my question
0: because like so like basically we got this like vault tech evil agency vault tech yeah, is follow yeah. for those who don't know yeah um from Fallout i should say so they're running this thing and then, oh, I have so many questions.
1: Yeah, go for I, it. I see just ha- I have anything. so many questions. Because,
0: like, if they were open this entire time, that means people were watching kids lay in bed dying.
1: Well, okay, no. Apparently, they hid the kids away so that people didn't know that. I don't know why, because wouldn't the most obvious solution be to put them, like, in somewhere where people could see the kids are dying? Like, Maybe because- they were worried. Maybe yeah, maybe if
0: people saw a kid actually die while they were visiting, it would be traumatic, which it would be, but you know.
1: I well, I don't think these people think that far. No. <laughs> like the I don't think this book
0: thought that far, but it's fine.
1: No, but now to be fair, this is an <laughs> 8 to 12 book. So it's really just scratching the surface of the idea. Right? And I think there were a lot of books fine. like this back then where they deal with more adult sort of things, but they they pair it way down for kids right so so i am okay with it but it's like so much of me wants to know like so much more <laughs> like, I like need you just know. want
0: a proper world built okay
1: yeah exactly i just want to know why i want to... <laughs> i oh i also enjoy that the father stays crazy though kind of like i think they're oh releasing good. the kids into the into the mother's care like the dad's still there but he's kind of like He's kind of gone. He's not really there at the end. Like he's So do they just like
0: do they repeat the year 1843 every year? That's my biggest question. No.
1: I think I think it started Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um <laughs> it started in 18 like when they when they first got there. I think she went there when she was a little kid. Like she didn't remember her life before there. So she was actually born outside. Like the, I
0: just I think village, it would have been great but, if it was just yeah. 1843 every no, single year. I,
1: I think even then, I think they had to keep going or the kids would ask some questions. Because maybe. they have they have story for every year, right? Because but I mean, history, if they kept so... the kids illiterate, maybe
0: not. <laughs> not.
1: Yeah, maybe not. But they wanted the kids to, I don't know, learn a little bit. The interesting part, too, I didn't really talk about it. It was like, like the tour guides talking about the kids and stuff, too. Like, here are these children learning in school and and like, like Laura th- Engels, yeah, exactly. Like that was kind of a cool scene. And then the one little girl that she meets that I talked to talked about before was kind of like, Isn't this place a little bit voy- voyeuristic or whatever? She's like 10 <laughs> and she uses the word. And uh, I don't know, I thought that was a fun kind of like dig, but it was a fun book, even though it was very pared down, it was still fun. I think the writing is okay but again it's for kids so i can't be too judgmental because like there's patterns and stuff that they use for writing for kids
0: sure and there's that, like
1: yeah that have they, probably they, changed too
0: and to things now. get simplified and stuff too i mean like yeah. one of the biggest things for example for harry potter is people always point out some of the plot holes in that mm-hmm. series and i'm like guys it was made for kids <laughs>
1: It, it was there on purpose, because if you think about her, too, JK Rowling, and how she, she like really plotted everything, right? Like, uh, all ahead of time. So she purposely chose to leave those there.
0: I think so. And I also think, I like, think- because the audience is ultimately children, they know children aren't going to think all that deeply about certain things. Not saying that they won't, but, like... It's stuff that you're not going to notice until yeah, you're older. But that,
1: well, that's what I mean. She probably just thought, okay, I can get away with, like, leaving that because they're 10. <laughs> so, yeah. <with> what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I wonder, too. Like, I haven't read any other of this author's book books, but I wonder if there's, like, jumps in logic there because it just really doesn't matter, right? And even to the story, like, it's not about, it's not even about all that stuff. It's kind of about Jesse, like, growing up a little bit so she's Volto, okay (laughs) yeah she's exactly yeah exactly (laughs) and being brave and and stuff so I think it does what it kind of like sets out to do but yeah it's definitely like popcorn it's it's not it's not a deep book and like I remember we're talking about like if we had to talk about themes the only one I could think of is maybe like live in the present (laughs) it's like Because, like, I don't know what else, what other theme would be there. Like, so don't hang on to the past and force your children to live in 1843. Live in the now, damn. <laughs> live, live in the now. So I think that's the theme of, of this book. Um, and then I think, okay, my best for it, like, the best part of it was just, like, the 90s nostalgia. Yes. For me. So, like, so, like, the guys who attack her on the road, one of them has a hoop hoop earring. At the time, oh <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know, it, it made me laugh so hard because my brother, like, they were hoodlums, basically, like they are just uh, making trouble. But my brother actually got a hoop earring in the '90s. Now I don't remember this, but it's a famous story because he was forced to take it out. My dad, my dad made him take <laughs> it out. And and if you know my brother at the time, um, he he was definitely like the 90210 what's his name the really cool guy in 90210 he had a leather jacket and everything so he was probably so mad um now he's thankful for it (laughs) oh man but so that was was, a thing
0: yeah it it was a thing the 90s and like Mm -hmm. 2000s it's so funny that like guys would get their ears pierced but it had yeah. to be like either a certain ear just one. or both ears.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it could be both if it was a certain kind of earring. But it was usually just like the one ear with the hoop, I feel like. Like a silver hoop. Yes. all the singers had that. Yeah, it's just it's so funny. It's and then so there was funny. like, yeah, there was the pay phones, which, I mean, I saw one the other day. And I was like in awe because I didn't know that they still existed. You should have um, taken a
0: picture. You yeah, should have pretended and... you were a Zoomer.
1: And there's, like, the style and the TV and stuff. And then, like, the worst was just just the writing, but only because it's for kids. Like, there was a lot of, like, adverbs and exposition and very simple language. So, even though it was only 200 pages, it sometimes felt like it was more.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It was just a lot. I don't know if I would recommend it. I mean, I it was a lot more fun to talk about, I think. Like, Fair. it was still a fun book, but... I don't know, not everybody's like me and wants to read 8 to 12 books from 1995. <laughs> so, I mean, okay,
0: before everyone's like, why the heck is E reading an 8 to 12 year old book?
1: Just to clarify some things,
0: E is a writer. and
1: yes. and, and I work at a bookstore. <laughs>
0: so. Yes, so, and E does write, like, in different kind of age groups as well, like, I think you've said that you've been interested in writing for kids so it is really important to read books oh, and yeah. at children because like it's part of learning how to write books for children I just yeah, want to so clarify I that read, with everyone
1: I read pretty much everything but mostly because of my job too like because we'll yeah. get asked so much like do you know a series in in six to eight so I've actually read a few six to eight I've I read nine to twelve I read History, biography. I read teen because I I write teen as well.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That and makes sense. I that read, makes I sense. really
1: read everything, mostly for recommendations and and some of the bestsellers, which often I don't. I don't love a lot of the bestsellers, but oh, boy. some of them are good. But, yeah. But so I am. I do read basically everything. But yeah, I, yeah, it really interests me too. Just like history stuff, like old books.
0: Yeah it's kind of fun reading all the different styles and stuff too back way back when and how like different how
1: different it is yeah because especially compared to now like
0: i keep going back to harry potter i'm sorry but like that definitely changed the way kids in that age range the way books were written
1: i was just gonna say like if you if you put this against harry potter like it's a totally different even like style style, like not just the fantasy part of it but just like here's a book that's almost trying to be grown up kind of yeah versus like i feel like a lot of the 9 to 12 now are are more fun and fantasy like there's there's like land of stories which is like into into storybooks and that's a huge series there's like percy jackson like there's a lot of fantasy because of harry potter i think it's mostly fantasy
0: I feel like it allowed authors, too, to take kids a little bit more seriously. Like, it mm-hmm. sounds... I know we're saying, oh, it's more light and fun now, but I also find that authors now, when it comes to kids' books... They like, do. Even, even post-Harry Potter, we're able to talk to kids in a more mature way, even though the book was still fun. Like, I think of um, The Thief Lord, for example, by... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's her name? Corn- Cornelia Funk, I think her name is. One of my favorite books. Um, yeah, fantastic. she did... I read it.
1: Yeah, did she do...
0: Did she Inkheart. also
1: do Inkart too, because I love that. Yes. That that is a series. Like it, it is very interesting because one of the main characters in Inkart is the dad, and so yes. you're a kid reading about from the dad's perspective for a lot of it, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, it's a good series. I recommend that one a lot. And even like yeah. my favorite series, which is uh, the Blackthorn Key, and it's like it's more like a historical a thriller novel but like it's it's got some gore like the beginning is the finding his master disemboweled and then he has to figure out who did it. And Ew. that's for nine to twelve. So I usually don't recommend that for the younger kids but but it's really good. I've given yeah, that I one think... to adults.
0: <laughs> yeah I think you've gifted me that book. I need to read I it did. clearly.
1: No actually I convinced your mom to buy it for you.
0: <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You gotta read it. It's good. Uh, I haven't read the latest one, but I think there's four books in the series, and they're really good.
0: I love that but... you got my mom to buy it.
1: Oh yeah, well she came in and she's like, "Hey, what can I buy K for her for Christmas?" Like,
0: she just buys her own books. What can I possibly get her?
1: Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, I didn't know what you had and stuff. I'm like, "Well, I know you haven't read this one."
0: Yeah, that that is fair. That you you probably did pick a good book. I need to actually read it. It's on yeah, my sit, shelf currently. Sit and read.
1: It. It'll probably take you two hours because it's. I like... know. you know when
0: you just you're like oh one day i'll read this oh i know i have and then you read five other books and you're like
1: (laughs) oops i buy books and i'm like i'm gonna read that tomorrow and it's been two years and now it's in paperback (laughs) and i bought it in hardcover (laughs) and the whole (laughs) series is out (laughs) The
0: struggle is real
1: (laughs) it's my life but yeah so that was my book so uh yeah let's talk about your book uh, your book sounds fun. I I have to say I had to yeah it off. was still fun. It was yeah I it was fun to talk about. Like that's what I wanted. It's something fun to talk about.
0: Yeah. So oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I barely remember any of the characters' names. So forgive me.
1: M- make them up if you need to. <laughs> we'll rename the characters.
0: Oh, that seems kind of mean. Uh, <laughs> it's not that the characters are not memorable. I want to no, add. It's just yeah. I've read quite a few books since we were gonna do this so forgive me it's not on the author this is completely a me problem um but like i said earlier i read the southern book club's guide to slaying vampires by grady hendrix and he specializes in kind of like horror novels but i based on the two books i read by him it's kind of horror novels that are fun right um for this one he took more of a like, he even wrote in his kind of author's, like, word before the book started was he wanted to write a book where it was his mom versus Dracula. Like, that's...
1: It's such a good concept. <laughs> right? Like Yeah, I love it. I
0: love it. And he based it in the 90s, which is funny because your book was written in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, And he starts out, like, you know how it, like, some books start out with, like, a little quote or whatever by something? Mm-hmm. His starts out with housewife, noun. A Light, Worthless Woman or Girl, Oxford Mm -hmm. English Dictionary, Compact Edition,
1: 1971. My gosh, that is such a good, like, first sentence. (laughs) Like, just as a, as like an author, like, that is such a good first sentence, because it sets everything up.
0: Right? It just tells you what the ideas of motherhood is, what an idea of housewife is.
1: What people think of it. Right, maybe what what you have to overcome,
0: and as as a reader, it really sets the stage of what I can expect, how these characters are going to be treated by everyone around them. Right, yeah, and that becomes very relevant in this book. So, um, spoiler warning through here on out. Um, this book is about a woman named Patricia. Her name is Patricia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I did check that. Um, (laughs) and. She's a board housewife. Her kids are kind of older. They're not old. They're like going into their teens, as the blurb said. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, she's at home. She's not really working. She's taking care of her mother-in-law, who I believe has dementia or Alzheimer's, but Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. So
1: yeah, but... so good, good daughter-in-law basically. Oh no, that's her. Mother. Yes, that's her um, mother. very dutiful. <laughs> her husband's
0: a doctor, so dutiful he's making daughter. really good money. Um, mm-hmm. she was formerly a nurse. But, like, obviously she left that to raise the kids. She's completely bored. She mm-hmm. kind of doesn't, I guess, feel like, I mean, she's a housewife and she does all the housewife things and cleans and that. But I just, I, she feels very unfulfilled, if that makes any sense. Like, she has it no identity. makes
1: total sense because I think that's, like, what so many moms deal with, right? Right. Well, because your yeah. identity
0: becomes so wrapped up in your kids and when your kids in are your moving family. away from you, what's your identity? That's mm-hmm. kind of where Patricia is, at least my interpretation of it don't kill me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, no, but that um, makes total sense. I get that. That's and that's a cool beginning.
0: Yes, like and it. so she's in I believe it's Charleston, so it's mm-hmm. down um in in the south. So, you know, there are um it since it is the south, there is um like the topic of I would say racism comes up in this book. Um it's done very clever cleverly, I think. Um because it feels very real in a lot of ways. Um so basically like you know Patricia's this kind of worn down housewife. She doesn't know what she wants, blah blah blah. And she joins this book club and the book club is super up its own butt. Right? This book club yeah. she first joins, they read all the pretentious books and expect like everyone to give like a dissertation about the book they read that month. Regarding this boring book that like no one actually enjoys reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but because yeah. they're a book club, they have to be like, you know, ooh, right? We have to be smart, right?
1: Yeah, what no, a- I get it. So it's basically everybody is like trying to make themselves look smart.
0: <laughs> yes, it's very yeah. funny. So this is like chapter yeah. one. She's like dreading having to go to this freaking book club that she joined. But she only joined because she wanted to make friends and she wasn't expecting it to be horrible. But it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's of basically, course. It's basically high school English class, guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so like they that have talk would about be metaphors horrible. and themes and you're like oh, oh no, my no. god which is not a bad conversation but like you know what what she's going into and she doesn't have time for this between having to take her kids to all their like cur- mm. extracurricular to like cooking meals and cleaning she's like where do i find the time and really it's not that she can't find the time it's just that she's bored yeah the books are boring right yeah the book so, like,
1: there's nothing fun in them she hates them. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So it's supposed to be Thank her you. presenting this book and she tries to delay the inevitable. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um Sophie Kinsella like main characters. Okay. Well, that's like, fun. At least I this love beginning, that. At least this beginning portion because like she's trying to like you know, make it go on and on without saying anything. <laughs> right. And um obviously she gets found out that she didn't read the book and then the book club lady is like, "And eh, let's go to you instead cuz you obviously read the book and like cuz <laughs> Patricia's humiliated, and she feels bad, but, like, you know, she didn't read it. And then after book club, this group of women come up to her, and they're like, book club sucks. You should join our book club. She's like, what? And, like, they hand her, like, this copy of, like, true crime. She calls it true crime trash, which, amazing. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) a genre,
0: right? Well, I mean, especially, I mean, right now, like, we can't really imagine a time where true crime was like not like it was definitely more low-key back in the 90s i would i would even argue like there was interest in it obviously and there's money in it because people made loads of books but it definitely had the reputation that it wasn't good to be reading that you know what fun fact
1: fun fact one of our greatest sellers at christmas time is true crime (laughs) of course it is (laughs) because everybody wants murder in their stocking
0: we really do though i love true crime so i can't i can't say much against it um go
1: on (laughs) but anyway so she
0: she's like oh this is trashy and then of course she starts reading it and loves it and joins this book club with all these awesome ladies and that's kind of the the prelude to everything so Mm -hmm. they form this book club around true crime and thriller books which is what gets them all talking and becoming friends and they all help each other around so, like, the author kind of described this as, like, steel magnolias with, like, Dracula and everything else. And it right. definitely feels that way. It, there's definitely, um, you know, woman friendship and um, all these women kind of coming from similar backgrounds. Almost all these women coming from similar backgrounds um, because there is a character in this book that is black and she is mm-hmm. not from a similar background. <laughs> um she actually winds up working for Patricia as kind of a a caregiver to her mother in law. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yes, and she lives on a more rougher part of town. But she's
1: not like she's not dumb or anything like that. Not that
0: she would be, but she's very like You're just I trying really to like. Say her. It's
1: not like a stereotypical.
0: Absolutely POC not. Character. In fact, I would have I would have really appreciated um more of her in the book. She, like she okay. is in the book and she's very present, but I almost would have loved to have seen more of her. Like maybe, maybe a bigger even,
1: part, kind of. Maybe
0: even a perspective. But oh, I mean, okay. I mean, Grady Hendrix is white, so maybe it's a good thing he didn't go that far.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he might like, not. He's... have wanted to, because that. Yeah, that, I mean, he, that's a whole conversation. I mean, he's already <laughs> a man.
0: He's already a man writing women's experiences, so it might be a step too far. If that makes any sense. Yeah, because that, that that's can, a really
1: real. It's a really real question as authors, of whether or not we should be writing from voices that aren't our own, like at least ones that are marginalized and stuff, because... People that don't get attention in
0: their own... like
1: Yeah, because it's harder, because like, so for example, I could write a novel with like a POC lead, and then somebody who's actually POC can write a novel with a POC lead, but because I'm like white, I'll get published... Or, yeah. I'll, or I'll just have more attention. So, like, that that's the conversation that people... I'm not saying, like, what side I'm on with that, but because, like, there's good... There's pluses and minuses to every aspect of it. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. So he probably came down on the side, like, I'm going to have a character, but I'm not going to go there.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where, to me, the book got interesting. In that, mm-hmm. um, so this neighbor moves in, um and anyway Patricia gets attacked by her elderly neighbor. Like she gets like literally I think she bites off her ear.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, this is that type of book. So this book is a little bit gory and it's got some creepy descriptions and stuff. So be forewarned if that is not your thing, you will not like this book. Um it's not terrible like I managed through. I don't like bugs and he describes bugs later in this book and I managed. So, I don't know. But you know, it's it it's is kind a of horror hard. book, right? Yeah, it is a yeah. horror, so there is going to be some like creepy moments. Anyway, this old lady literally bites off Patricia's ear, and it's a whole ordeal, obviously, um, she has to have it bandaged up and everything. And anyway, you find out that her elderly neighbor's nephew is living there as well, and she goes and visits his house, and it's all dark. He's asleep, and she surprises him. And, like, it's a whole thing where he gets cranky and blah, blah, blah. And he looks really disheveled and everything. And you're like, ooh, this is weird. Right? Mm. Um, anyway, so kind of, oh, yeah, this book is, like, huge. So definitely read it. But um, so sh- she meets this neighbor. She later invites him into her house, which is um like spoiler he's a vampire
1: yeah that's not a good thing to do <laughs> yeah
0: spoiler he is a vampire but she doesn't know this yet right yeah. obviously he's so not as disheveled looking it. which is like hmm. um and she does invite him into his house one even into her house one evening and then you know he's charming everyone around him um he he can go out in the daylight but he doesn't like to like it affects him he says it's an allergy which is great because in dracula lore dracula can go out during the daytime but he is weakened so um grady did do his homework when writing his vampire
1: that's cool (laughs) i appreciate that because i always thought like being allergic to the daylight is (laughs) it's it's kind of fun it works in some yeah it works in so it's not but, that he—it's not that
0: they can't like they're not gonna—he's not gonna turn into a you know dust in the sunlight yeah. like some vampire lore of today, mm-hmm. um. But he's definitely weakened, and he's very irritable and yeah. I like wily. I like
1: that better. I like that better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. Um, like so he has all kinds of sort of I would say Dracula esque abilities. Like he can control certain animals. Um, at one point. The mother-in-law is murdered by him through um, a horde of rats that break into the house while Patricia and her husband are out. Um, and this is because mother-in-law recognizes him from the 30s when she was a child. And oh. she starts calling him out. Yes, she says, oh. I remember you, blah, blah, blah. Super interesting, right? Yeah. And um, they're just
1: all like crazy But they think she's grandma. being... <laughs> Yeah. they think she's
0: being senile okay they yeah, think she's yeah. being crazy because she runs out naked sometimes and stuff like that because like that does happen with and people she does, with dementia
1: yeah she has dementia so like and that is a thing that happens to them too though they'll actually mistake people i know this from yes. research they'll mistake but, people for other people things like that but she's but totally also lucid. things
0: can trigger memory which is what mm-hmm. happens
1: right. right yeah so she's um, totally lucid at this point but they think she's just off a rocker yeah they basically. think she's nuts and he goes by she calls him and she says,
0: You're you are this person. So he was going by a different name back then. So basically what he does is he comes around every so many decades or whatever. And he obviously came a little too soon because he wasn't expecting someone to recognize him. Right. Um and he charms kind of all the white people, but he targets at least initially black people oh so he starts feeding off of black children and that's what he's doing in patricia's timeline obviously um really
1: interesting like right
0: so we kind of got a yeah we kind of got a racist vampire
1: (laughs) interesting
0: but i don't it's not even necessarily racism per se i think it's more no one's going to care about you know a missing or dead black kid so that's why he targets them in particular yeah um so anyway that's kind of his mo and when he came back around in the 30s we know this was the great depression era um and he had convinced um the mother-in-law's father and his friends to invest money into these things and da 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 and essentially this vampire is not only an actual vampire but he's also kind of a i guess a social vampire or however you want to look at it because they're eventually drained of all their resources and money and he disappears okay but not before not before they wrongly accuse a black man of of killings that were happening around the area at that time too and they lynched him
1: well, I like this author though, cuz this is it's, a very It's,
0: it's a interesting, to, right?
1: Yeah, well, it's a way to talk about stuff that kind of really happens.
0: So, uh,
1: with some fantasy, right?
0: Yeah, so they basically lynched a black guy, buried him under um her father's yard, and she was always going on about how they can't eat the peaches um on her yard because it's There's- it's poisoned, it's soiled. And you find out later in the book that it's because her father and friends had lynched a man and wrongly accused him and murdered him for killing children, which he never actually did. But it was this vampire that convinced them of this. Right. And then after they did this, he took off with all their resources and money.
1: Interesting. So
0: they were left not only with their guilt, but they were also left with nothing. So super interesting. So that's the mother-in-law's story. And now Patricia is dealing with this guy. And, you know, she's read so much true crime with her book. She eventually starts kind of getting suspicious, especially when she hears about these children in her, her live-in, not her live-in nurse, but she's kind of like that. The, um,
1: Yeah, she's almost, her name is she's Mrs. Like Green. She's PS, a PSW kind of, right, for her yes. Like mom? Yes. Yeah.
0: So once she starts hearing about these missing kids, she starts becoming concerned because Patricia has children, right? She cares a lot about her own kids, and she's like, "Oh my god," mm-hmm. right? And you know, she becomes incredibly interested in like what's going on and this and that. So it's it's really neat how she kind of becomes almost a detective because of reading true crime, which we kind of see even today on the internet with like internet sleuths and stuff. Like some people, yeah, you see it do...
1: for real. There, there was a book. at at my store all about how somebody solved the murder Like, I forget what book it is but there was somebody who was just like an internet sleuth because they they love true crime and they actually solved one so it does happen
0: so basically a huge portion of the book is her one convincing the book club that this guy is no good she doesn't quite know he's a vampire yet but she does eventually come to this conclusion
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um And when she does convince the book club, they go to their husbands, but he's already charmed their husbands. Okay, so they're because he's like he's like this investor into real estate and land and this and that. So they're sort of just knows what
1: to say, right? Yeah.
0: Yes, he does, and they invest money with him, and they're like, "We're going to be even richer." Blah blah blah. And (laughs) basically, what happens is Patricia gets super gaslit because she spots him feeding off of a child. And he, like, takes off, and the kid survives temporarily. But the way it kind of works is once a vampire feeds off of you, you feel such, um, there's something that it makes you feel really, really good. And when it's taken away, you feel really, really bad. So some of his victims actually kill themselves.
1: Yeah, I, that's a cool concept, because it's, it's almost like how a mosquito gives you antiseptic, but this is almost like
0: yeah that's exactly like a drug
1: instead yes
0: and it's so it's so sad because like one of his victims in the book is a nine-year-old girl Mm -hmm. um and patricia's trying to do the right thing and she calls the police and this and that and they she promised the mother that they wouldn't take her daughter away and then they do and then patricia's husband gaslights her into thinking she's delusional how could she accuse james harris that's the vampire's name He's been good to us. He's been nothing but nice to you. Da, da 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 So she's feeling like extra crazy and maybe she is wrong. Um, and then the little girl winds up dying and Mrs. Green her PSW essentially just is like, you didn't keep your promise, look what you've done, you know, like it's just a whole mess.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then it jumps a couple years later, where they're stuck with James Harris in their lives. And this vampire, okay. Not only has he, like, taken over all these ladies' husbands and he, they've got all their money wrapped up in him and this and that, he's also taken over Book Club. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so her so one is Book Club is no, longer, is no longer murder mystery or thriller. It's back to being pretentious drivel. <laughs>
1: okay? <laughs> I love it. I love that he does it. They're, like, such a good villain, too, though. Like, like, like- he... Ruins everything,
0: and I'm like, <laughs> this is one book that I, I think actually was like, what?
1: No. So bad. <laughs> Which, and it, I love. Like, that I was
0: mad at everyone.
1: I Sorry. love that that's like the moment though when you're like, you want to throw the book across the room. It's like he's done all these terrible things, but not book club,
0: <laughs> right? Like he's taken over yeah. book club. He's essentially yeah. ruined the trust between Patricia and all her friends who've, right? Like,
1: yeah. So everything she, has... she built for herself that, like, it was starting to happen for her, yeah, is he gone. Yeah, he killed it. Yeah.
0: So she has to play this game of getting them back on her side because eventually she's like, no, I need to stop them. I made a promise. I messed up. I okay. gotta fix it. And that's kind of where she goes. Um, Which is great. Like, I'm glad that she finally got to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so it take it takes her a bit to get her P- her former PSW's trust. Um but she does give um Patricia a picture that her mother-in-law had given her and it's a picture of James Harris in the 30s. Oh. Right? So you're like, "What?" So she has to kind of recruit back her book club to get them like on board that they've got to stop this guy. And of course, they're still kind of hesitant. I mean, James has brought a lot of money to families that otherwise didn't necessarily have it. Their lives have changed. They're better. And this is kind of delusional. So they make choices that, again, I yelled at the book. Because just when you think they're on her side, they're not. Right. Um, so
1: they, like, betray her? They betray her?
0: <laughs> yes. A few do. Eventually, okay. they do come around, though.
1: Okay. That's um, good.
0: I will say the vampire is very brutal um so a little bit of content warning there is a sexual assault in the book well i mean i guess you could argue there's a few the way he feeds because he feeds on like the thigh so it's a little it's a little weird um but he essentially he almost makes i guess what Drac in dracula lore is kind of like brides so he picks on certain people too like he starts picking on certain people in patricia's family to feed on so he picks her daughter for example which pisses her right off. Um, yeah, of and like at the conclusion of the book, she actually offers herself to him as a distraction from like so that one he's not feeding off her daughter. Um, his his idea is that not feeding off her for now. That's you know because he thinks he has the upper hand in this, right?
1: He's not yeah. anticipating a oh, bunch of housewives
0: yeah. getting together to get. Man, rid I of can him.
1: just imagine that scene. <laughs>
0: Yes. So he's very, like, he's diabolical. Like, that's the first, like, he is the most infuriating man I have ever read. I was going to say, like,
1: he, it feels like there's every source of evil is in this man.
0: Yes. Like, and that you he, can think of. He acts like he is, like, five steps ahead of everything. And normally he is. Right. Which is what makes him such a great villain. Because he, like, but he literally was not anticipating all these women banding together to get rid of him. Mm hmm. You know, all these women from different backgrounds. Um, it Like, it's great. And what they wind up doing is they wind up catching him off guard while he's feeding on Patricia. Um, they chop him up, but his body still moves, which is really creepy.
1: Yeah, but that makes sense because he's a, he's a monster. So, <laughs> I guess.
0: And they dump yeah. his parts in kind of, like, different areas, which they still move. It's, it's It's creepy. The ending is essentially a little bit creepy, but, like, it's satisfying because, like, the book club's back... Um, you know, the ladies kind of have a little bit more agency now that they've taken care of a fricking monster. Um, of course, all the men lose their investment and they're pissed. Um, Patricia's husband is super, he's a super jerk. Like throughout the whole book, I never liked him. Didn't understand why she even married this man, but I, that's probably the author's intention. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, but like near the end of the book, spoiler, she, um, announces to him that she wants a divorce.
1: Okay, but that makes sense. I like that, actually, for this. I did, too. I really enjoyed that
0: she kind of took a stand for herself because he gaslit her, her husband himself, gaslit her this entire novel. And, like, he starts asking, where's James Harris? What have you done? How have you scared him off? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Carter, I want a divorce. And I'm like, boom, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Like...
1: And so she went from the to life housewife...
0: Yeah, she went from being kind of meek and pathetic, like and not that with I think no she's pathetic.
1: She kind of just accepted her lot, basically.
0: Yeah, so she was. I would say she was meek and pathetic, and then she kind of empowered herself. Mm-hmm. And she was able to do that in part because she had, you know, she had built the support and friendships around her, and that kind of gave her strength, and I think that's the overall theme of the book, is strength in one, numbers, and two, in friendship.
1: It sounds like it. It sounds like it's very interesting to me. Uh, Especially talking about like the race stuff as well. Like It seems like it's very, very deep.
0: There's a lot going on.
1: Um, But just the idea that the people, that the mothers from different backgrounds and stuff if they listen to each other can kind of change, start to enact change is kind of a cool concept to me. Yes. Like, yeah, that's what I got from it.
0: Yeah, it was like, I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm doing the book justice to be honest, like.
1: No, it sounds really incredible and I'm very jealous of his, (laughs) the way he put it all together. It sounds amazing. (laughs) Oh, I like, I've only read this
0: book once so far, but it's on my list to read again soon. Like yeah,
1: and that's a rare thing to find a book you want to read almost as soon as you finish it.
0: Yeah, the last book, yeah. the last book for me that was like that was um, *Piranesi* by Susanna Clark, which I read last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably my top book from last year. Mine but, was,
1: mine was *The Cat Traveling*. Um, no, *The Traveling Cat Chronicles*. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's so good, so people have to read that one too. But I mean, as that a cat fan. One... What? <laughs>
0: I said, as a cat fan? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought it for because we had a book club pre disease. Yes, we did. Uh, that's, I bought that one because we had cat month and I had to find a cat book, but it's actually one of my favorite books of all time now. Um, and as soon as I finished the last page, I thought, I need to read this again. And like, I don't think I've ever, there's maybe a few in my life of books. So I know it, it means a lot when you say that for sure. Oh,
0: yeah it it really does like i mean people like your mileage is going to vary i mean cuz i after i read this book i wanted to see what other people's opinions were big yeah. mistake don't ever do that guys well i loved it um yeah. some people some people's opinions were like oh well how could this this is the most misogynistic book i read and then the reviewer's <laughs> like as a man i'm like oh my god
1: <laughs> but it's funny cuz i it's interesting because, you're right, it's different people with different views and stuff, but for me, hear, just hearing about it, or at least how you present it, it seems like the very opposite thing of misogynistic. It's kind of the point, is that there is misogyny everywhere, but that they rise against it. Like, they that do, not... and they
0: prove that like even a housewife can do extraordinary things under the right circumstances.
1: Mm-hmm. And I love that message. I love it. Because... I feel like in society there's a very narrow view of success in life. I agree, and uh, and a lot of the times, house moms have definitely got a bad rap, and it's it's so unfair.
0: Agreed. Like I feel right. like it's so nice to have a main character who's a housewife who's so ordinary, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Patricia. I
1: mean, her name is Patricia.
0: She is yeah. so ordinary.
1: <laughs> like, it's not a special, awesome name. It's Patricia.
0: <laughs> yeah. Her like her name no is Patricia Campbell. Like,
1: it's a fine name. I'm just saying, it's not like, it's not like, Apple or like, like. Do you know what I mean? Like in books. No. Like, like she like doesn't have. Her have... name is
0: not like Clover Spring or something. You yeah. Know what like I mean?
1: something really special and all that.
0: <laughs> like she's just she's a very average lady with very average life. I mean she's doing good. Her husband's a doctor, but like it's mundane. It's boring. Her kids are getting older. You know, they're not as attached to her as they once were. So it's you know, you really feel for her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've seen that that plot done in a few books. Particularly Sophie Kinsella does it in one of her later Shopaholic books and like just the idea of a mom losing themselves but i felt like i've never seen it done in a way that's kind to the mom yeah like even sophie kinsella didn't i was just not happy with it it just came across as if she was selfish for trump for wanting more and i just i didn't like it i didn't i (laughs) and i
0: love kinsella so. And I think the reason why Hendrix did a good job with this is because he was writing about his own mom.
1: Mom. And how nice is that? <laughs> that's so right? Nice. Like,
0: <laughs> not everything was flattering at all times, but it was very human. And I think yeah. that's why I loved it so much. Like, and- I'm not a mom, but I love this book.
1: Yeah. And isn't that like what we want from books like not that they're super realistic they can be super absurd and whatever I mean, this but, book
0: is absurd okay
1: <laughs> yeah uh, they, sh- they can be crazy in fact like i'm the first person to say i think media has lost a lot of fun lately uh there are things that still keep it like um like wandavision was pretty fun and absurd yes. uh and a lot of the marvel movies tend to be but i think a lot of stuff we've lost that and
0: it's so grim dark and like don't so get me wrong dark. this book this book is dark but yeah but
1: there's still like that fun yeah like that's what i think more things need we need to kind of get back to like the dumb fun but at the same time you can still have like a heart to the book and yeah. like real human emotion in the characters even if the situations are crazy and that's what i think is missing cuz i feel like i feel like we've gotten so Gritty and serious. We forget that.
0: <laughs> I I have to agree with you. And yeah. yeah, this. I mean, all I have to say is I 100% recommend this book. Just know you're going into a horror novel, so there's gonna be some gore. There's gonna be some guts. There's gonna be some creepy stuff. Um, and it does have a sexual assault, and like some of the feeding can also be interpreted that way from the vampire. So know that. And if you're okay with all of that, I would say read it.
1: For sure. And there's going to be people who like, like love horror and don't really know what to read. Like I have friends who read horror and in our horror section at work is like Stephen King and maybe Joe Hill. (laughs) So yeah. And it's like, okay, we can't
0: let we can't let Joe Hill and Stephen King who are both related to each other have a monopoly on the genre, right? Like there are other authors. And this was, I mean, I bought this book on a whim and I was very pleasantly surprised.
1: Mm-hmm. That's my favorite thing to do. I tend not to, I tend not to read any Goodreads uh, reviews or look up anything when I buy books. Now, that does result in quite a few that are meh. But sometimes I just find something really incredible, and and I probably wouldn't have thought that if I read the reviews first. You know, like I don't. Yeah, because like... sometimes yeah.
0: they can they can create a lot of bias into how you interpret something, and mm-hmm. that's why it's like you know sometimes it's best not to not to. Yeah.
1: Love. Although, I mean, depending on the book, something as device, device, divisive divisive divisive. Divisive is that that I can understand not reading the comments after, but I do enjoy like I do enjoy when I hate a book I'm going to see if people agree with me. Yes. <laughs> like it's really fun. It's
0: cathartic, okay? It is, when you hate right? a
1: book, it's
0: just and nice I, to know other people hate it with you. Yeah, and
1: I think well, at least my taste is not like the worst thing ever. So
0: at least other people
1: agree with me damn yeah it. exactly especially when I'm really railing and I don't know it it doesn't happen that often but I get very when I get mad at a book I get very mad <laughs>
0: So, yeah when it's when it's bad I mean I got mad at yeah. this book but it wasn't because it was different. bad
1: the, the, the author wanted you to get mad that's oh that's he did the difference he wanted because... me to be
0: he wanted me mm-hmm. to dislike people and he wanted me to be angry at the situation and if... he succeeded
1: if there's an intention of an unlikable character or um, or you being mad at the story, like even to the extent of like characters doing dumb things and you're like, why would you do that? You're so dumb. That's It's most likely intentional. Uh, if you find you hate the character and there's like nothing redeemable, they probably didn't mean to do it. Like it might just be a Mary Sue or something.
0: Yeah. Like- <laughs> That's what
1: I've learned.
0: Like I I know it's it's yeah. I know it's like easy to razz on it, but like Twilight for me was very much like that, like where I just couldn't connect with Bella.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it, those books, which um, I mean,
0: arguably might have been the intention because she's supposed to be a blank slate. I think
1: I think she's supposed supposed to be boring, like because really, did she ever really do anything in the whole series? Like not really. No, like she But, didn't like, I, much look at,
0: but I look at like a character like Patricia. Yeah, I look at Patricia and I think, wow, this is someone with individuality, a personality, and living a mundane life, which is fine, right? Mm-hmm. And she's kind of a like, arguably, you could argue she's a boring person. Yeah. Um, I don't think necessarily, but like, you know, it might have um, been. But I like with
1: Bella though, it might have been also that she was a teenager, and you, and they kind of made a book, three books out of a, out of a teenager, which you can do in worlds that. That kind of they give teens more agency. Do you know what I mean? Like she really uh, didn't. What does she have done in those books? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the books are like,
0: the, the books are what they are. If you love yeah. them, that's awesome. I'm not gonna criticize anyone for reading a book and enjoying it. Like if you yeah. Like, well, that have... was
1: that was the best part I think of that series. Like I I'm not I I liked them, but you also know how much I made fun of them as well, oh. right? <laughs> yeah. Um But the thing that I I like about it is that it got a bunch of moms reading, which was pretty cool everyone
0: reading which was great yeah. i mean just like it, harry I potter out, you know yeah. so i didn't like them but i checked them out
1: yeah so, so like she did in that sense good job stephanie
0: yeah she created there, a whole she... interest in a genre yeah. too like lots of people were, were reading started a lot of stuff. stuff
1: yeah right yeah i can't so there's there's value in everything
0: exactly well maybe not me i was gonna
1: i was gonna say maybe not maybe not the Let, let's take that back shades, a notch but i mean <laughs> i feel mean i i try not to ever be mean to authors because i know how hard it is unless they really phone it in because i can tell but we know when you phone it for in the right? most po- part you can tell when they're trying so <laughs> absolutely i'm very generous um I guess with that, we should
0: probably wrap up. We've been talking for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this was a bit of a long one today, but uh, hopefully you you all enjoyed it. Um, next time, we're going to try something a little bit different. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make Kay watch a K-drama. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So we're gonna have lots of fun with that one. So if you're interested in listening to that one, just follow us at, on Instagram at Coffee and Rambles for updates on when that one goes live.
0: Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, we had a lot of fun reading these books, as you probably mm-hmm. could tell,
1: and even and we more had fun, a lot of fun today. Period. Mm-hmm. It was a good time.
0: It was a good time. I enjoyed this thoroughly. <laughs> 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 All right. Me
1: too. All right. So thanks for listening again. And bye bye.
0: Bye.